All right, welcome into the Tipsy Tailgate podcast. I am Aiden. I'm Ben. And uh, we're back to kind of do a little bit of a recap of week two of NFL games. In studio today. In studio. If you, uh, if you like the new quality, give us a, give us a shout out. Tell us, tell us what's good. Comment, whatever it is. DM us on Instagram. Um, but we, we're really excited for this. We've got mm. the new studio. We're going to have some video coming soon. Um, this is just audio, but definitely video in the future. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to be going on week three NFL um, predictions, where we right, where we were wrong, all of that. But we're going to start here with some week two reactions. Um, you know what? Let's start with the Thursday night game, Chargers-Chiefs. You know, Herbert got hurt, but still managed to put his team in a position to win. Yeah. Um, they didn't. They lost by three, 27-24. What was your reaction from that game, Ben? Um, I kind of thought the Chargers gave it away, to be honest. Uh, obviously, Herbert gutted it out at the end, playing through an injury, but that was a really costly pick six that he threw, I believe, early in the fourth quarter when he threw it. Um, but, yeah, that was a really costly pick six. Forced it to Everett after Everett got a big catch and ran down to the end zone. Uh, but you just you expect more from a guy like Justin Herbert in that situation not to force that pass. Uh, and also, when you get down to the red zone after a big play like that, on first down, what's wrong with running the ball? Hand it, hand it to I love your, a good first down run. Hand, hand it to your Pro Bowl running back. Um, you know, less chance of a uh, turnover there. So I, I think that was a Herbert um, miscommunication on that throw and not a good call by Staley. You got you to gotta run the ball there. I agree. Um, I, I, another thing I noticed with that was, you know, I mean, I understand Herbert being hurt. And you seen that one play, was it that – I think maybe it was a third down. I don't really remember, but he the threw long it. pass. No, the oh, the, no. the miss throw. Yeah, that was a third down when third he was down, too terrible. hurt to even and make then a it throw. Was fourth, right? Yeah. And then he threw and a bomb. Absolute on the bullet. Money. Maybe yeah. the throw of the week. Throw of the year potentially. Yeah, it could be throw of the year. Considering what he was going through with that rib, um, rib cartilage fracture, I believe, uh, and he looks like he's ready to go for week three. They yeah. had like a nine, nine, eight, uh, nine or ten day rest, so he'll be back. Um, I still have full faith in the Chargers, and I think the Chiefs are legit as well, and oh, yes, yeah. everyone should. No, no, it, this definitely isn't a uh, game where you lose confidence in in either team. If either team lost, it's really, all right, well, you lost to a team that could have gone to the AFC Championship game and even the Super Bowl, so it's not one of those panic button losses. Uh, it's an in-division game. Funky stuff happens, but I thought it was a really good game. Uh, moving on, I want to talk about the Giants and the Panthers, um, more specifically the Giants. Can you believe it? I mean, the start that they've had, they're 2-0 now. Um, Saquon looks like he's back to his normal self. Yeah. Daniel Jones just hasn't been turning over the ball as much as you'd think, and they're just kind of working their way through games, and it's been working 2-0, like I said. What do you think about that? Uh, I think this team's got a rude awakening coming. Um, <laughs> I, I don't believe in them at all. Agreed. I still don't think they're a very good team at all. Uh, I really don't. I think Daniel Jones is a brutal quarterback, a terrible quarterback. Uh, I think Dable's doing the best he can. I think you can throw in a lot of uh, – you can get a lot cheaper plays, if that makes sense, in the first four weeks of the season. Uh, a lot of trickery, um, a lot of a lot of cleverness. And, you know, you got to give Dable credit for that, for being that clever of a coach. But those kind of play calls, those, uh, those come few and far between the deeper you get into the season. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think that – I would still have the Giants somewhere around four or five wins. I, I think they have uh, half the wins that they're going to have at the end of the season right now. So Okay, um, I can see that. So I, I, I turnovers I, are going to come for Daniel yeah, Jones. They're yeah. going to come, and they're not going to get many turnovers on that defense because they're not a very good defense. Yeah, and even I mean I understand they're adding Thibodeau, so people might think that they're gonna they're gonna be better. I think yes. the matchups really have played to their favor, and I think the matchups aren't going to get any easier than they are now. Yeah, yeah, and and another thing about it, Aiden, is I just 
I already touched on. I think Daniel Jones is awful. Yeah. I think he's awful. And you didn't beat. You haven't beaten two good teams. This is two bad teams. I think the Titans proved Monday night against the Bills. They're a bad team. Yeah, I don't like. The I think the Bills are a great team, and obviously. Give credit to them for putting up that many points, but you should not be giving up 40 points in the third quarter to any team. I don't, no. I don't care who you're playing. I don't no. care what quarterback's playing. Um, I don't care if it's Dan Marino to Jerry Rice and then Michael Irvin on the other side. You cannot give up 40 points by the third quarter in the NFL. Um, let's shift to another New York team, uh, the Jets. You know, yeah. coming back from in absolute crazy fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this was – what was the statistic? I think in – 200 or 2,000 games. 2,000. Was it 2,000 games? In 2,000 games, there's never been a team to score, what, 13 points? Come back from a 13-point deficit to win in like a minute and 22 minutes, whatever. And the Jets did it. Um, Flacco, another good performance. 307 for four touchdowns. Guys elite. Um, You know, I mean, and and their guys did their thing. You know, Corey Davis had a deep touchdown. Um Garrett Wilson, absolute breakout game in a way. Uh, three receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns. And then the duo of, you know, Michael Carter didn't really do much this week, but Brees Hall only had seven carries. A big breakout game with, for him as well. With a seven, seven, uh, 7.1 average on a carry. You know, Elijah Moore is doing his thing. Tyler Conklin is grabbing a bunch of balls. Yeah. You know, I mean, Michael Carter is still still contributing five catches out of the backfield. They're playing good. I mean, it's no, they are playing well, and and to me, this is one of the two most impressive performances of this last week. Obviously, for the fact that you're the first first team in 2,000 games to win a game in that fashion, oh, which yeah. is just incredible. That's a phenomenal statistic in in their favor. But one thing I will say, regardless of how great uh, I think the Jets played this past week and how proud their fans should be in the way they played, what's up with this defense? I thought this defense was going to be a lot better than they've been. A lot better. Yeah, I, I don't. I respect the Browns. I respect Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback. They're still not a great offense. They're not. And, yeah. and they kind of ripped them apart. And I don't want to poke holes in the way they won because, as I just said, it's one of the two most performances of of week two, in my opinion. But their kicker did miss an extra point, and that game really should have gone to overtime. And the yeah. Browns did miss an onside kick. So there are a lot of ways that the Jets really should have and, lost that and game. And Nick Chubb should have went down. If yeah. he did go down, yeah. the game would have been over. So um, there were a lot of factors, but still, Jets, great game. No. But, Saul, you're yeah. a defensive coach. you you got to wake up on that side of the ball. Yeah, agreed. Um, but, you know, kudos to the Jets doing yeah. their thing out there. Um, now let's let's shift it to – we have a couple couple takes on this one. The Colts and the Jags. You know, I was very high on the Colts going yes. in. As was I. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm down on them, but no, I'm not necessarily off the Colts yet. I'm not off the Colts. I'm not off the Colts at all. I um, it's definitely becoming harder yes. to see them being yes. a Super Bowl level team when they get shut out by the yes. Jags. And I know, yep, saying getting shut out by the Jags. This is something that you're very um in on. You like the yeah, Jags a lot. I, I this like year. the Jags a lot. I said before the season. I know saying that a team's going to win seven games isn't really saying that they're going to be a great team, but compared to what they were last year, that's and a what damn near Super been. Bowl run. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm really high in the Jags this year. Um, I saw a video of Trevor Lawrence trying to get his team hyped hyped up to play the game, and some guy commented on the video, this guy couldn't motivate me to make a sandwich. Yeah, and I've I, seen that. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a funny <laughs> comment, and I I've kind of that. agreed with him. But regardless, uh, to this point in the year, Trevor has to have impressed a lot of his doubters. Last week, what, he went 25 of 30, 200 yards, two Must touchdowns? Have, yeah. So 
Yeah, that's I, that's an impressive. Game. And another thing, you know, everyone was giving the Jag shit for signing Christian Kirk to a yeah. monster two deal. touchdowns. Two touchdowns, 78 yards this game. Week one, six catches, 117 yards. Yeah. And he had a 49-yard catch on that in that game. Listen, so I think he's the, one of the better receivers maybe in the league right now Yeah, from the beginning of the year, obviously. But they're making – you know, that was – it looks like it's a good signing. So. Yeah, and I think one thing um, that that is in the Jags camp here is, is uh, Doug Peterson is their head coach. Uh, to me, he's been the best new hire. I, I know McDaniel's done a great job in Miami. Uh, starting off 2-0, and but to me, Doug Peterson, he had the worst culture to inherit, and yeah. he's done the most with it mm. since inheriting that culture. He's completely flipped uh, the way that team plays. Uh, you could see it last year. They just didn't want to be there, and you couldn't blame him. The coach was an absolute jackass. Um, he wasn't a good guy at all. Like, morally, he was a bad human being. Yeah. Not no. the kind of guy Terrible. that you want to play for. So, yeah, I think Doug Peterson, not the best X's and O's guy. As I said in the past, I thought that Eagles run was but more I, about Frank Reich. Yeah. But I think he could rally coach. the troops. Yes, exactly. exactly. And good locker room guy. Yeah. Um, now on the Colts side, I want to touch on this. You know, you got to stick to your bread and butter, and that's running yeah. the ball with, yes. with your boy John Taylor, even Hines. Nine carries for John Taylor. 54, so he wasn't bad. Six on average. And Hines got one carry. Yeah. So what what are we doing here? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Because I don't understand that at all. Another thing I want to mention is I think that they overrated their receiver group. I love Michael Pittman. Yes. And it just shows how yes. important he is to this team because he's out for a game. Matt Ryan throws three picks. Their leading receiver is Ashton Doolin. I don't know who that is. I, I don't know no either. Clue who that I don't, is. Like, honestly, I don't even know who that is. Um, their second-leading receiver is Naeem Hines, and then That's Desmond awful. Patton, and That's then Mike, awful. Mike. I thought that said Michael Strahan. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Michael Strachan or something. Like, what is this? Kylan Granson? Like they're making up players. They think this is like they think this is like Madden Ultimate Team yeah, like that's, franchise. That's, no, that's really bad. That is really so bad. What if Hines doing? is your second-leading receiver. Like, what are they That's doing? And it's not even, like, he That's had a good game. He had, like, an average. Like, Michael Carter had just as good, if no, not even better, if, of a game. Even if Hines is like out there getting receiver. 100 yards on 10 catches, I'm going to say that's embarrassing to the rest of your receiving core that yeah. Hines had to do so, that. Yeah, exactly. So this is what I've been saying, and I was preaching this, and I'm not saying Julio Jones would be the savior to this right, team. Right. But I kept on saying, why not reunite Matt Ryan with Julio Jones? Yeah. You pair him with Michael Pittman, and then you got Paris Campbell, and then you could have Ashton Doolin. And then you have a serious receiving core. now court. you have a serious receiving core. And how much did you have to pay him? I don't think you have to pay him that much. No. In my opinion, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why they they wanted to trust their guns as much. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but their GM. Um, do you, I'm oh, my God. What like, is I'm, his name? Yeah, this is going to piss me off. Um, Chris Ballard. Yeah, Chris he's, Ballard. he's one of the best GMs in the entire league. And this I mean, is something, he's supposed to be. Exactly. And Everyone's is, been saying the thing that – This is something off, I disagree with. The Colts have driven me absolutely up a wall the last four years because they're supposed to be this team that's ready to break out, and they're ready to make the big jump. Where is and it? And they're a great team, and they're going to go to the AFC Championship yeah. game. Regardless of losing Andrew Luck, this is still a great team. I haven't seen it. I have I not seen, seen it. it. I've been waiting for it. I haven't seen it. Uh, last year, what what were they down the what, nine and six they at one point, and then they dominated. missed the playoffs. Did they dominated, did, and then the last two games completely. Fumbled. They got absolutely pumped by the Jaguars, coached yeah. by Urban Meyer, in the last game of the season. Yeah. What and, is that? Yeah, exactly. And another thing about this team is that when you look at 
not only the receiving core needs help, and they need to stick to their roots and run the football, right? Like, yes. this is something that yes, we all know that they need to do. Which is something that and Frank I, Reich knows, exactly, too, as exactly. one of the greatest offensive minds yeah. in the game. He knows this, and he's not doing it. That's and that's the concerning part to me. And we know that this defense has potential, and I, yes. know, I know Darius Leonard you now, Shaq Leonard, is, is, um, has been banged up, and he hasn't played. Yes. But, you know... 24 nothing to the Jags and I get it, it's not the same old Jags right, right. but, but if it's you, not the 24 to nothing even Jags. If, even <laughs> if you lost even if the Colts lost 24 to nothing to this current Patriots team I'd still be feeling the same way oh yeah because oh yeah like just how do you get shut out like you have weapons like you thought you had weapons I guess yes Matt Ryan sunk it up like this is a team that I honestly think if they do not have a turnaround very soon. This this team, I mean, major major I, problems. But here's the th- here's the thing to me. Aiden. What do you do at quarterback with this team? Yeah, because I mean, it's not a young team. It's not a team that's ready to grow. Well, it's not a very there's veterans all yeah. over this roster. So you can't just drop in a young quarterback. You and can't draft a quarterback for this team. I don't think that would work. Yeah, and and now their their options diminish as. Trey Lance goes down out for the yes. year. Jimmy G steps in, and he's going to probably lead this Niners team to the playoffs. That would have been a good option. Yes, Jimmy G would have been yep. a good option. I'm not saying they would have won the Super Bowl, but I'm saying they they would have been in a, probably a better spot unless yeah. this is just early struggles for Matt Ryan, which is very which possible. Which it could be. And to your to your point, Brady as well had yes. early struggles. Yes, and every time this drives me crazy. Every time a quarterback goes to a new team, he struggles for the first six games. It happens all the time. When a Hall of Fame quarterback, which I think Matt Ryan very well could be, he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think he's a definitive Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's in that in that discussion with that MVP and that Super Bowl appearance and how well he played in Atlanta for all those years. But every time a new quarterback goes to a new team, he struggles. Oh, he yeah. struggles for the first six games, I would argue, he struggles. You saw with Peyton Manning in Denver, he threw three picks in his third game, I believe, there and went three and three to to uh, start the 2012 season. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady, the year that they won the Super Bowl in Tampa, I believe he went 500 through his first six games as well, and he did not play well uh, at all in those, no. in those first four no. games at least, just did not play well. And now we're seeing the same thing with both Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan, and everyone's acting like they're surprised. You've yeah. seen this in the past time yeah. and time and time again. The one quarterback I've ever seen just go out there, join a new team, and play well right off the bat was Brett Favre in Minnesota. And it's yeah. because he was a gunslinger. He didn't really follow the playbook anyway. He didn't care. Yeah, he didn't care. So he, he didn't care. Thing. It didn't matter to him. It did not matter to him at all. Um, the next game I want to get into is probably the best game of the weekend. Um, you know, Miami Dolphins that score 28 in the fourth, come back down three scores, yeah. and beat the Baltimore Ravens in crazy fashion. Tua... 469 passing yards, six touchdowns. He did throw two picks, but six touchdowns. I mean, out of Tua, I don't think anyone really expected that. He didn't really get much help rushing. They had about like 80, 80 or so team rushing yards between Mostert and and Chase Edmonds. But receiving wise, you get your one and your two guys who I honestly think could be a top five receiver in the league as a duo. They could be. 
yes. um, both in the top five. Tyree Kill, 11 catches, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, almost the same stat line, 11 catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns as well. And they even get their big tight end, Mike Kosicki, a touchdown as well. The worst celebration I've ever seen in my life. Yes, that was, that, awful. That was a terrible celebration. That was awful. He, did, he did a gritty, and it was just not, you know. It was worse than Mac Jones's at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean, by far worse. But It made Mac look like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it did. No, you're right. It, it completely so did. So bad. Um, but, I mean, just look at the – I understand he threw the ball 50 times, 36 completions. Yes. But, I mean, looking at this box score, you know, they have guys all over. One catch, one catch, one catch, two, two, three, four. You know, he's spreading the ball he out. Is. He's doing his thing. He is. How can you not be a fan of Tua right now? Well, listen, I'm, I'm in the category of I will give Tua credit. You sound like an idiot if you don't give him credit, especially after yeah. this week. Uh, throwing six touchdowns, that's just phenomenal. There's a short list of guys who have done that in the history of the yeah. league. Um, I'm not sure if Aaron Rodgers, this might be very incorrect, and this isn't a Rodgers hate thing. I don't know if he's done that. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers thrown six touchdowns in a game. Um, I know for a fact that Tom has. I know for a fact that Peyton has. I know for a fact that he's, Favre I has. I know he's thrown, I don't know if. I think Actually, he, he might have been. I don't know if Favre has done that. But, but this is getting away from the point. Here's a list of, of quarterbacks who have thrown four. Oh. Touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah. What was it? So Rodgers did throw six touchdowns okay. in, in the first half, but he got pulled. Okay. Okay. So uh, here's a list of quarterbacks who throw four touchdown passes in the fourth quarter of the game. Because outside of the six touchdowns, I think the four touchdowns in the fourth quarter is what's most Huge. impressive. I don't think so, it's ever been done, has it? Tua, it has been done. Yeah. But only a select few times. Tua with four, obviously. Okay. Sage Rosenfels. I know everyone knows okay. Sage. Okay, Sage. <laughs> okay, four. Sage. Vinny Testaverde with four. Vinny Testaverde. Uh, Joe Montana with four. And Joey Ken cool. Stabler with four. So, Ken Stabler, all right. really, there's only two legends on that list who have thrown four touchdowns in the fourth yeah. quarter, which is it's, it's wildly crazy. impressive, but it's, uh, I'm it's not, not ready to buy into the Tua stock completely yeah. yet. It's not so, a perfect indicator. So it was very impressive, but at the same time, um, he has weapons galore. I would argue that Mike Kosicki's a very good tight end. I don't think he gets the proper credit uh, around the league that he deserves. And obviously, Tyreek Hill, the best deep threat in football. I don't think that's debatable, uh, especially seeing what he's done in Miami this early in his tenure there. Uh, and then also, I think Jalen Waddle's also a very good receiver. So, yeah, uh, good for Tua. Um, I'll say he's a good quarterback, but do not try to tell me he's anywhere in the top 15 because that's just incorrect. Yeah, and I have to I have to agree with that. Um I definitely want to see how he develops throughout the year. Yes. That'll be fun to watch. Well, also, I think there's another thing to be said for it could be a flash in the pan where it's only it's only week two, guys. Like, yeah, I mean, they and it's very possible that they realize, okay, he just needs to get it to these two guys. Yeah. How does he do when there's pressure in his face? Yeah. How does he do when one of the guys is locked down and it's just And I'm, waddle, happy, I'm happy you're saying this because we're going to see that this weekend, and mm-hmm. I think one of the more um, – important matchups this weekend I would say the the Bills going to Miami to play the Dolphins where the Bills have struggled in the past similarly to the Patriots uh Josh Allen does not play his best in yeah. Miami but Buffalo looks like an absolute buzzsaw okay so now how about this if the Dolphins go out there and beat the Bills yes are we talking all right this Dolphins team might be the Bengals of this year or is that an overreaction? No, I think it's more likely that the Dolphins could be the Patriots of this year, similar to how the Patriots lost a lot of games down the stretch and kind of ruined the stock that they had built up. Yeah. You know, at one point, the Patriots, they were, regardless of how you feel about the Patriots, at one point, it was undisputable last year, around week 14, 
they were Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. Because they were first in the AFC. They were playing great football, great complimentary ball, football. Beautiful. It looked like Bill was back. Yeah. And I think it's potential. Uh, there's potential for their, uh, the Dolphins being similar to that, where they kind of falter down the stretch of the season. I'm not buying into the Dolphins. I'm really not. I don't think they're a great team. And I, I don't, I don't yeah. care if I look stupid at the end of the year by saying this right now. The Dolphins will not win the Super Bowl. They will not. So anyone putting in that Let's class, clip it just in case. that category, <laughs> they will not win the Super Bowl. I will put any amount of money on them not winning the Super Bowl. Hey, well, we better hope come uh, February. You're right. Um, I'm not worried about <laughs> it. <laughs> and I'm going to diagnose the, the Ravens real quick. This, this is what they need, all right? One, fix your defense. I know you have the, a ton the, of injuries. The defense is a joke, fix an absolute defense. joke. You all should right? be able to – I'm sorry. You should be able to win in the NFL defensively based on scheme. You don't mm-hmm. have to have the best players in the world. You have to have players in the right spots. this is a team spots. that's always had a great defense. Exactly. And, you, and Harbaugh should understand this. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's been there a long time. He was there with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. So I don't understand why he's the further. Especially to, you're adding Kyle Hamilton, Exactly. Too, unless so, he's been awful, which I, not he to my knowledge, I'm not sure. He but. hasn't played great from what I've seen, but that could also be a scheme thing. But to me, John Harbaugh has become far too reliant on Lamar Jackson. And I think the Ravens as a whole – have become far too reliant on Lamar Jackson yeah. because and this yeah this might be the first no it might be I think it is the first great quarterback that franchise has ever had and I think that they're now seeing you know it, it's it's a huge benefit to have one but you can also fall in the trap of oh we have a great quarterback he's going to win us games similar to how the Colts fell into that trap uh, I would argue the Patriots fell into that trap yeah. at the end of Tom. Uh, I would argue that at times the Packers have fallen into that trap with Rodgers and the Saints the same thing with Drew Brees. So I think that they're uh, falling into that trap a little bit, and yeah. they and they I need agree. to figure it out quick. And I think and here's another thing: great stat line from Lamar. He threw 318. Lamar yards, was phenomenal. Three touchdowns. Phenomenal. And then look at this running performance: nine carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown. But then everyone else, I think, what maybe got 30 yards combined. Yeah. As a total, I think. This team turns it around when they get a true, healthy J.K. Dobbins back, which might be this week. I don't know if he'll be fully healthy and back to his normal self, but maybe in two, three weeks' time when J.K. Dobbins is back in full swing, I think Dobbins will be going for 80 a game. Lamar will be going for 80 to 100 a game, and they'll have the best rushing attack in all of football with – the ability to go play action to to Bateman over top, yeah. Mark Andrews for a first down, Duvernay for a, for a touchdown. Okay, that, that is one thing that I have to give the Ravens credit for. Their receiving core is much better than I much thought. Much more improved. Much yes. better. Bateman is Even, yeah. Bateman is a legit number one. Bateman's been nice. And Duvernay Duvernay's very been playing very well. And Mark Andrews is a top three tight end. Mark in the Andrews league, is so. unreal. And another thing, Demarcus Robinson, he scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They got him from the Chiefs. And then their rookie, uh, Isaiah Likely, he had four yeah. catches, 43 yards. Yeah. This is a team that we're not used to seeing production out of the receiving group, and there was production this week. Um, but I don't want it to take away, even if they do try to make him more of a passer um, in terms of getting in the ball to his receivers more, I still want to see that run game because – a dominant run game. If they this offense could legit put up 200 rush yards a week yeah. without it being like wow, 200 rush yards. Like that could be an average. Like the average 200 rush yards. Yeah. If JK goes for 50 to 80 and Lamar goes for 80 to 100, this team's going to put up an insane amount of rushing yards. And I I think it's possible. I'm very high on JK Dobbins as I've talked about, and when he's fully healthy, we'll fully see this team in, in stretch, but 
I don't think the offense is the problem. I don't think anyone thinks it is. It's the defense. No, and uh, I think a telling sign about where the Ravens are defensively, as a Patriots fan, we have one of the worst offenses in the league at the moment. I'm not worried about our offense going into this weekend. I honestly, not to make this about the Patriots and Ravens, but I'm going to anyway, I think that the Patriots have a very good chance this weekend at winning this game, and for one reason, and it's the safety group. You mm-hmm. see in Lamar's, in Lamar's career, he has struggled when a team plays an absurd amount of D-backs. I think the Patriots are going to be playing three to four safeties all at the same time. We'll in probably this game. be in nickel the whole game. I, I think I think we're going to be uh, D-backs galore this game. I think Duggar's going to be spying Lamar the whole game, and he can keep up with him uh, speed-wise. So I think this is going to be a big test for the Ravens this weekend. Agreed, and I'd love to see how, how the Pats perform this week. Um, you know, coming off a win, but still not – too convincing no, of a performance. No, not at all. That offense this needs would be to the get convincing going. performance. I mean, that offense we need to get going. Yes, as an offensive yes. unit. Let's just let's touch on the but, Pats now, honestly. Okay, yeah, let's get into the Pats. And I, I made the same point about quarterbacks learning a new system, and that leads to them struggling early. Why is everyone acting like that? Mac Jones isn't learning a new system right now, regardless of well, having the same head coach. Well, yeah, and, and not only learning a new system, he's the, learning a stupid system. A stupid system. A, a, a system stupid system. Literally taught by two a special teams coordinator yeah. and the defensive coordinator, and they're teaching this quarterback who had a top ten rookie quarterback season. Oh yeah, they're teaching him this new offense. And he's, like, laughing at it. In yeah. the preseason, he was, like, yeah. laughing at no, it. No, he was literally ridiculous. like, what is this? This isn't football. The, the thing that he said that really stood out to me was when he said during training camp, I've been playing quarterback in football for a long time. I know what makes a good play. I know what makes a bad play. That that was really telling to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, it blows my mind. Regardless, um, you see him make a big play every, like, five plays, and it's like, all right, like, he, he still got it in him. It's not a Mac problem to me. At all, I'm I'm a big Mac supporter. No. I'm a big fan I mean, of this. I'll, I'll tell you what the problem is. It's it's this. All right, I'm looking at the the box score right now. The combined money we have in in, in these targets compared to their catches and their stats oh is God. disgusting. It's awful. Hunter Henry zero catches, but zero yards. Okay, John so Smith zero catches, zero yards. Devontae Parker zero catches, zero yards. Kendrick Bourne only had two catches, and he's playing less Don't snaps get me than started about Kendrick Lil, Jordan, Lil oh Jordan Humphrey is playing oh more God. than Kendrick Bourne, Don't who's genuinely our best Don't receiver. Don't get me started. It's so bad. It's so bad. And the thing about Hunter is, why is he not getting the ball? I don't get it. Why he's is coming he, off a great they're year? They're not even making plays for him to get the ball. Yeah. And if that's the scheme, if the, if the new scheme is not to use our tight ends, who we paid, what, $80 million collectively oh, yeah. to? Oh, yeah. What is this, then? No, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense, and I think the tight ends are taking up over ten percent of the cap right now, collectively. Yeah, oh, maybe more, like yeah. way more than that. So if you you have a, a position group taking up that much money in your cap, use them, use them. You paid yeah. them that money. I understand Jonu yeah. sucks. I understand Jonu blows, and yeah. sometimes you miss on a free agency contract. That's all good. That's all fine by me. I understand. That sometimes like, you make mistakes, but you hit on Hunter and Henry. We've, and we've Use always it. we've always been tight and dominant whenever we played the Steelers. Yes, we've always Gronk's yes. had his best game sometimes against, against the, Steelers, the Steelers, and both both tight ends zero receptions total. Like awful. I don't understand awful. it. Awful, absolutely um, awful. It's unacceptable. It really is. I think this week's finally. You know, it's you're out of the first game jitters. You're, you felt out a second game. This is the third game. I don't think there's any excuses. I think what we see here is going to be a reflection of how the rest of the year will go offensively. If Hen- Henry and Janu don't get any targets, if 
Kendrick Bourne doesn't see the field much, and if it's mostly running and just relying on Nick Folk to yeah. kick a field goal, then I think that's what this scheme is. Okay, it's so just power run, and, and if we get lucky, we get lucky. If not, field goal. One thing that does make me feel better about where the Pats are right now, every single scripted drive they have, where it's like you're opening the game. That's a very scripted drive. You're opening up the half. That's a very scripted yeah. drive. You're coming off a turnover. That's a very scripted drive. You're trying to chew out the clock at the end of the game. Very scripted yeah. drive. When it's Those all work. Yeah. When it's unscripted, we have no offense. Nothing. But when it's scripted, it works. So I noticed that too. It does prove that there's some credence to what they're doing, no matter how much I hate it. But there's some credence to it, given the fact that when you script what you're trying to do and you st- and when you stick to that script, for the most part, it works. Obviously, yeah. in the Miami game, Opening there was drives, an interception, it but it yeah. was a good drive, and it yeah. was a penalty that should have been called Agreed. and wasn't in the end zone. So that should have been a one-yard touchdown for Damian Harris right up the middle based on a pass interference call. But I honestly don't think that they're in as bad shape as people think. I, I really don't. And I don't think that's me speaking as a homer. I think that's just facts. I, I, I agree. I mean, I I don't think they're in that bad of a, a position. I just don't Listen, really I don't think they'll ever be above a top. The 15 offense in the yeah. league. It's a it's a zone run scheme now, I believe, yes. and it's very heavily focused on, you know, get Damian the ball, Ramondre as well, and I'm still waiting for, like, when are we going to get that Ramondre breakout run? Because, like, he showed it okay, in, so in we, we did preseason have a-, a couple years, two years ago, or last year. Um like where, like we, I want him to like bang one off seventy yards. Like yeah. give me something. I want to yeah. see something like yeah, that. He did have a few that went over fifteen yards last week, and he made something out of nothing on those plays. There was no blocking there. Yeah. One thing I will, I know I just chirped the blocking. The O line looked phenomenal last week. I understand that TJ was gone, but that O line was really good. Yeah. And a lot better than week one, where they were horrendous. And I would say the reason we lost that game. And Cole Strange, I think, picked up his performance. He today. played very yeah. well this last week. I hate the pick, but Cole Strange played phenomenal this last week. I have to give it to him. Um, so let's move on to uh let's do teams that impressed us and then teams that teams that impressed us and teams that disappointed us. Um I can go first. Impressed. You know, I'm I'm going Lions here. You know, yeah, it's a good pick. I don't know if anyone watched Hard Knocks, but if you didn't, definitely give that a watch. But something that stands out to me in this performance, Jared Goff has been looking good. Um, you know, Swift didn't get nearly as many carries as he should have, but this mm-hmm. run game is legit. This offensive line is legit. Um, I'm in Ross St. Brown, or I mean. Nine catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns, 68 rushing yards. Yeah, he does it all. This guy's unreal. Absolute I love him. Playmaker. Probably one of my favorite receivers in Absolute the league. Absolute playmaker at the moment. Um, and another thing I wanted to to highlight. So, well, I, so if, you, if one, if you watch Hard Knocks, you know Malcolm Rodriguez or Rodrigo, yes. um, big name in Hard Knocks. He had, I believe, six tackles, maybe eight total, um, and then. Go down to the second overall pick, that man, Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks yeah. <laughs> on the day. Can you believe that? I mean, that's such a convincing performance yeah. to kind of get. No, that's that's one of those you know, where you're walking up the field, you're like, yeah, we, we took the right guy. Yeah, and then you feel good from that one. But I really like the Lions. I like this performance. I Also, I like the Commanders. I like what they're doing. Finally using Curtis Samuel after two years of me vouching for him and drafting yeah. him in fantasy. The one year I said, all right, I'm going to save a draft I'll lay pick. off. <laughs> now he's amazing. And just in, in Aiden fashion, usually. <laughs> um, that's that's how it usually goes. But this, I mean, this team was, you know, 
they they didn't convert on third as much. They didn't convert on fourth at all. But just out of pure will, they won that game 36 to 27. And um and honestly, I'll I'll tease it a little bit right now. I'll, I'll throw in my picks at the end for uh, this coming week. But I do have the Lions as um, well. First of all, Lions and Vikings. The I have the over 50 and a half yeah. alternate. I think that 27-24 is at the minimum of that score of that game. And then another thing is I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions straight out outright won that game. No, I wouldn't be surprised either at and all. And I did take them. I did take them to win plus 205, I believe. Um, you never know with this Lions team, and I think I think they've got the grit. They've got hard knocks behind them. They've got that oh, fan yeah. base. They have some momentum here. Definitely. Absolutely. they got some momentum behind them. For my team this week – uh, I said it earlier. I'm going to go with the Jags. They just they looked phenomenal, and they that do. that defense they looked really great. Um, looked a lot better than I thought. Uh, Trayvon Walker, I think is, I I think they took the right guy too. I understand for what they want to do. I think they took the right guy. I understand yeah. that Hutchinson's probably a better player, but I think that Trayvon's done a phenomenal job uh, the first two weeks, uh, and you see like a real leadership presence on that defense, which I think they sorely needed. I don't know if Aiden provides that. Uh, for the Lions because I think they have a lot of veterans and leadership uh, on that team defensively. Especially Campbell. And Campbell's a great part of that as well, as you just said. But Trevor Lawrence, 25-30, 235 yards, two touchdowns. If you were to compare that to any of his games last year, that's a tremendous improvement. Um, so, yeah, the Jags were my biggest, uh, um, my best performance from last week. They absolutely pumped the Colts. Uh, I believe they picked off Ryan three times. I know that might be more of a Matt Ryan issue than uh, the Jaguars playing well. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jags. Um, just I, similarly to what you said about Tua spreading the ball around, uh, Lawrence did the same thing. Um, Dan Arnold with a catch, James Robinson with two catches, Zay Jones with three catches, ETN with three catches, Marvin Jones, who I think will be getting better as the season goes on with three catches. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, Evan Ingram, I think he's played ball yeah, too. Yes, Seven catches. Uh, and then Christian Kirk, obviously, with the two touchdowns, six catches, 70 yards. So, yeah, I think Doug, Peters, Doug Peterson's had a tremendous impact on this young team. And uh, I think they're going to be, if not this year, they're going to be very good next year. They're building a really good culture there right now. Yeah. Um, let's go to teams that disappointed. I'll start first. Denver Broncos. I mean, I, I honestly, and this might be this might be the wrong take here, but I'm gonna say it. I was so high on this team. I really liked them, as you know. Week one, I had the minus six and a half. <laughs> Literally took ice and water and a bucket to my face because of it. Um, if you don't know what that means, go to our TikTok or Instagram, <laughs> Tipsy Tailgate Media. Watch the video; it was pretty funny. It's great. Um, but <laughs> I really think that. Nathaniel Hackett went in there thinking they were going to land Aaron Rodgers. Yes. They get Russell Wilson. And it looks like he has no plan. And it looked like he has no plan. It looked like he was literally caught with his pants down. And he's like, oh, my God, what do I do now? And it's not like their play styles are too, too far. But, like, how do you not adjust to Russell Wilson? Like, he's a great quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, I I really – that's a great point. Um – I understand that he thought he was going to get Rodgers, but dude, it's not like you went from thinking you were going to have Aaron Rodgers and so then, like Davis Mills. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not like that. And even then, like, if you have Davis Mills, at least look like you have a plan. He doesn't even look like he has a plan to move the ball down the field. No, he doesn't. And it and my biggest thing, one of the easiest ways, at least in my opinion, of telling whether or not 
um, a quarterback or even like a, a coaching group as a whole, maybe even offense, is together and knows what they're doing is by seeing how they are in the red zone. Yes. And short yardage, big, big yard. Big and they've been a get disaster. A yard. They've been probably the worst team in the league at short yardage. One of the worst zone. I've ever seen. But so bad. I mean. And you'd think with a mobile quarterback, you've got other things you could do. That's I, such an advantage. It's such an advantage. And, and they one, done another thing I noticed is they're not running Russ. Russ is not yeah, running no, at all. No. And I'm not saying I want him to run. I, I understand he's getting older. But, like, you got to keep the defense honest. And if yeah. if you're not going to run with, with Russell, who's more than capable of doing so, yep. what are you doing? You're just taking one of your advantages away, especially in the red zone. A play-action boot have him come around uh toss whatever get get creative you yeah. just became a head coach this is the job of your dream and you're gonna go out there and two weeks in a row you're gonna choke and then you're gonna not be impressive at all in a, in a win against houston texans the i mean first week one was embarrassing for nathaniel hackett if anyone went out there and embarrassed themselves in week one it was nathaniel hackett yeah. what are you doing on that fourth down Kicking a 60-plus yard field goal. What no, are you that doing? Was, that was disgusting. You that just gave terrible. up all these people. We touched upon it last week. I don't want to harp on it, but still, that such a loser. The guy's a loser. So bad. All right, if you want to get into your – Yeah, um, so mine was uh, I. all the credit to the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Uh, it was an impressive win, but the Bengals, what the hell? What yeah. the hell? you got to start winning games here. If they, I they think do. they're in serious jeopardy of losing to the Jets this week. I think the Bengals are going down a dark path here. I, I, I don't like the way it's looking. I think that – this game is very much in play for the Jets to win. Yeah, I agree. With that said, though, the Bengals, in my opinion, have to win this game. Like, if the, they need, yeah. if they can, if they don't win this game, I think their season's over. Yes, hundred percent. And that's for that reason, I am taking the Bengals money line um, in one of my parlays. But like you're saying, I don't. I'm not convinced. I think the no. Jets could easily pull this. Oh off. yeah, dude, the O line is abysmal. It's abysmal. All those moves you made in the offseason to make it better, I understand that an O-line needs time to uh, to form chemistry and uh, stuff like that, and O-linemen don't get enough work in training camp anymore because of all the new rules. What are you doing? you got to protect your Hall of Fame quarterback. It's unreal. It, it's, someone said it the other day. I don't know if it was you that said it to me. They're going to turn him into Andrew Luck. They really are. He's going to get hurt. Yeah. he's gonna. Get, he already got hurt. He already tore his ACL. So, I mean – yeah. Right now, Burrow's career is getting killed, he got hurt. Getting killed, managed to get to the Super Bowl. And right now, getting killed, and he's going to get hurt again. This, this this last week, I understand the Cowboys have a very good pass rush, led by Micah Parsons, who I think he's will win Depoy, oh, and I nasty. think it was a good pick. I, I'm going to stand by that pick. Yeah. I He's um, one of those guys where I wouldn't be surprised if in his best year as a player – he gets MVP votes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's on that pace right now. The I Cowboys think. are able to make the playoffs, missing Dak for all this time. I think Michael Parsons will be – it's going to take that kind of performance for them to be in the playoff and race. To get the votes so to I win think it. that Micah will be in that in that conversation. But Micah got two. Van Der Esch got one. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr. got one. And then Armstrong Jr. also got two. So that's, what, six sacks? Yeah. Six sacks. Six and then seven, he got hit. Yeah. He got hit almost every play. And if he wasn't getting hit, there was pressure at his feet uh, and in his face. So I don't see how Burrow is can be expected to succeed under these kind of conditions. Yeah. So I don't think it's a Burrow and a receiver problem. I think it's an O-line issue. And to me, the Bengals are a joke of an organization. 
Yeah, figure it out. Like, honestly, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, I want to touch on... Let's let's touch on another NFC East team, um, the Eagles. Okay. So, uh, let me start with my my two cents first. So, right now... So, from the beginning of the year, I had a couple hot takes saying, I think Jalen Hurts could win an MVP. I think the Eagles would be my... Um, my what would be a hot take Super Bowl appearance. Dark I, horse. Not winning dark horse, exactly. Um, I also said that I think this defense might be one of the best defenses in the league. And basically that this team's going to break out. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, that was essentially the point you were making. Exactly. So now, starting the start of week three, we were at Eagles are 2-0. and just beat the Vikings in convincing fashion. Jalen Hurts, Hurts looks unreal. Yeah. The run game, Miles Sanders looks very good. Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown. These guys are just playing well. They I are. mean, A.J. Brown's looked great coming right in and, and becoming that wide receiver one. Devonta Smith is starting to get going. And Dallas Goddard's a great third down guy as a tight end. Um, this defense has been playing great. Darius Slay is legitimately probably a top three cornerback in the league he's very still. good he's uh, maybe elite. even one i mean he's, he's locked down justin not locked down justin jefferson but he he put a muzzle on justin jefferson six catches 48 yards he had two picks darius Slay as, lo- as well as the one to end the game i believe um you know fletcher cox josh sweat coming in for a sack i honestly think that this eagles team is I think I was right. I mean, like, I'm going to continue saying it, and especially the, the the Cowboys losing Dak yeah. helps it. But I had them winning the division for the, from the start. I'm double down, doubling down. I think they win the division. I think this team could make some noise in the playoffs even. Um, I think if they played a team like the Packers, I still think the Eagles would be able to pull it out in the playoffs. Well, I mean, yeah. If you're going to play, I, I would take a traffic cone against Rodgers in the playoffs, so <laughs> I'll have to agree with that one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm not sold on them like you are, but I will acknowledge that I did not give them the proper credit before the season, but I'm still not as high on them as you are. Um, I just, I hate to say it, I just, I don't see it. I really don't. I think they're good, um, but I think they're, their ceiling is eleven and six, um, and I don't see them winning a playoff game. All right, so we'll, we might as well we might as well work into this um, into our pretenders or contenders uh, topic here. Okay. So Eagles, pretenders or contenders? Pretenders. Okay, and we're doing Super Bowl. Yes, right? this is Super. This isn't. Super will they make the playoffs? Could they make like a run? NFC, AFC championship. This is like to Super Bowl. Do you think this team could win a Super Bowl? Okay. Um, Eagles. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go contenders. I gotta. I gotta ride the train. I gotta keep them at pretenders. Um, okay, so then let's shift to Vikings. Pretenders. Pretenders as well. I am high on the Vikings. I was high. I, I was so excited about them uh, last week, but uh, as I, I, I gotta be consistent. I don't. I'm not high on the Eagles. They got pumped by the Eagles on Monday night. I gotta be off the Vikings. What about the Packers? They won 27 to 10 against the Bears pretenders. This week. Pretenders. I um. This is tough. I uh, that game should have been twenty four yeah. seventeen with no it with five minutes left because that was a touchdown. I think I I'm st- I'm gonna call them contenders. I'm not too confident on it, but I think this defense turns it around and becomes like a top five defense. I think the defense will be very good. I think the defense will pick it up, and then I think eventually it'll just be an all run game with an Allen Lazard pass option, and it'll be a pretty co- 
pretty solid team. I'm going contender. Not too too convinced on it though. Uh, what about the Cowboys? Tough Pre- situation right pretender, now. Pretender, pretender. And even if they had Dak, I would call him a pretender. I me as well. I would do this. I would say the same. When I, how about the Bengals? Pretender. Uh, it's just it's an awful start. Even if they win this week in convincing fashion. I'm going to be like, well, it's the Jets. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to – a team that just went to the Super Bowl is supposed to kill a team like the Jets, so that's not really a convincing win to me. Uh, I and, still, I'm, I'm giving them a chance to make the playoffs. I am giving them a chance to make the playoffs, regardless of the slow start. Um, I'm, I've said it uh, religiously. September to me means largely nothing as long as you get out of there 2-2. Two and two. If you get out of September 2-2, two and two, uh, you're still in the hunt. You're still alive, so I'm not going to put too much stock into 0-2 start even though I just ripped them. But there's a reason they were my most disappointing performance because I think so highly of them. Exactly. Um, What about the Las Vegas Raiders? Pretenders. And it it pains me to say it because I I was really excited about this team, but that was an absolute choke job on Sunday. Yeah, they they need to figure it out a little bit. That was Um, awful. It was awful. It's got to be better. I still don't think that Kyler's good even after that game. I think Kyler sucks. Yeah, he's uh, he looks like one of those guys that's now becoming a one-trick pony. Yeah, if he can't run around, if he's not running around, he's not going to do anything. He's he's just going to play Call of Duty. Um, how about the Broncos? Pretenders. Yeah, I I think this coach is a real issue. I don't think I think they might figure it out some way through the year, but they're not going to unlock their full potential with him at coach. No, I agree. Um, Forty Niners. Contenders. Um, I actually I have a strong take on this one. With the layout of the NFC currently. And you've seen the way that that team responds to Jimmy G and how they play for him. I could see them going 11-6 and six and going to the Super Bowl. I will back you up on that. I agree. I I think... They don't even have all their pieces right I, now. Exactly. They're missing their best player. Their no, best player is George Kittle, and he's not yeah, there right mi- now. Yeah, and, and another thing about that is I think, I think it's gotten to Jimmy G to where if this team does make it to the playoffs... They're just going to win. He's... he's heard all the stuff he's heard he's on clutch he's heard oh you missed that one throw in the super bowl you would have won a super bowl whatever i think he's tired of it and i would be too i think he goes out there and i think he he shows out and that team loves him i love love him i love jimmy i love jimmy too um what about the what about the buccaneers contenders same as absolutely contenders I, i i said it before the year this team with Todd Bowles is going to win off of defense and Tom Brady making big throws on third down, and that's exactly what he did yeah, and they're this all, last week. They're all banged up now, but I, they might take a couple, two, three-week stretch where it's rough games, just getting by with a win, a couple losses, whatever it and is. They, they they'll still, bounce back. They still could make a trade here. They could make a big trade. They just signed Cole Beasley. I like think they're, that's gonna they, they are easily the team that I wouldn't be surprised if they keep adding people, take someone out of retirement, year. take someone from a trade, whatever it I'm, is. I'm also not year. convinced that Gronk isn't going to come back. I could see them. Did, did you see Edelman was butthurt that they, they brought back Cole Beasley and they didn't they didn't, didn't ask him? They didn't ask him, yeah. <laughs> he, low key, he actually looked butthurt. So, I mean, Jules and Gronk may be back in Tampa. I don't no, know. No, listen, I'm not convinced that Gronk's done. I just I can't accept it. So, I, I got to put them as contenders. Even without Gronk coming back, I have them down as a contender because the defense looks amazing. The yeah. defense looks really they good. Do. They look really good. And, listen, I was watching, and, and I understand maybe Tom Brady hasn't been the best for your fantasy football team, but the guy's 45, and he's throwing absolute dimes. Yeah. If you watch these games – some of these third down throws, the high leverage throws, 
just dropping him in a basket. He's yeah. been looking good. You know, he's got to stop O-line. spiking tablets. Though. Yes, <laughs> he's got to yes. stop doing. Agreed. That the, this O line has been, you know, battling injuries like I like I mentioned yep. before, and Brady got sacked six times in this game. Yeah. So you know you got to protect Tom. Or actually, I apologize. He got sacked one time in this game. Um, but I believe he was knocked down around. Well, there four was or pressure five. at his feet yeah, the whole pressure game. At his feet, exactly. The whole game. Um, and. Mike Evans suspended one game yeah. now. I don't think know. I don't think either of them should have been suspended. That's just me. Um, I think that's I good old football. I understand why the league does it, but to avoid the, it from the future, this this yeah. is a game of uh, emotion. Uh, these guys are out there playing for pride. Really, that's what football is all about. And some guys are going to go over the line sometimes, and then it leads to a fight. But hey, these are grown men. These are professionals. Uh, they're not kids. They should not get suspended for something like that. All right, let's go rapid fire on these last few Colts. I gotta say pretender. I'm gonna go contender, but I'm, like I said, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, um, I want them to be a contender. Uh, Browns, I gotta go pretender. I'm going. They did look good well. last night, though. I gotta give them credit. They look. Yep. Jacoby Brissett's playing good football. He is. I, I big fan of Jacoby. Um, Steelers. Pretender. Pretender until they bring in Kenny, and if Kenny comes in and. Gets this offense going. If he can get them plus, some juice offensively, plus T.J. Watt comes back, this yeah. defense is going to be this defense is going to be a fantasy football winner. Oh yeah. If T.J. Watt comes oh, back yeah. healthy, um, and you know if Kenny Pickett can do what he can do on offense, get the ball to George Pickens. Dude, I he's just nasty. I don't get why he's not playing. He get must be looking. Ball. He okay. I he must be looking that bad in practice if he's not playing because Trubisky sucks. He does. Trubisky blows. He does. Yeah. He's not I mean, good. It's also it's also if you look at if you take a step back it's only week two so, I mean to me this is the three, this is the perfect time to do it. You just lost s- a Thursday yeah. night game against a, a game you could have won. They I were s- in that game. They could have won that game. I think they also have a little bit of room to play with the fact that the Bengals haven't been doing good. Yes. And the, the Ravens just took that big loss. The Browns have been losing to the Jets. You know what I mean? I think they there's not as much urgency to get it going right now. I think week five. Is really where we see if he's not getting in talks of five, week four, four to six, then maybe there's an issue with Kenny. To me, this is the perfect time to do it because your game was on Thursday night and you now have ten days to prepare yeah. for Sunday. So if you if hey, you can well, give we the don't young know guy yet. It could be. ten days to get ready for this Sunday, I think that's a good way to do it. That is smart. I agree. Um, do you know when their bye is? I do not. I'll check that right check, now. Check yeah, because maybe if it if it's like a week six bye or something. Maybe they have a little plan in place. I could see that as well. Let's um, see. For the meantime, I'm going. So well, we were just on the Browns, right? Or we were just on the Steelers? Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say contender. I like this defense. I, a lot. I got I gotta say pretender, just because as we said, it's just a week nine bye. To me, that's too late. Yeah, the season's over late. at you that gotta, point. If you stick with Trubisky, do, yeah, you gotta you gotta move, make that move soon. Yeah. Um, the New England Patriots. <laughs> I'm gonna start it off. I'm going contender. <laughs> I'm going contender. No, <laughs> I'm going. I'm pretend. I, I am just not convinced by this offensive coaching staff. I'm not convinced by the scheme. I'm not convinced by this defense. I'm going pretender. Okay, I had a dream the other day that we go nine and eight and win the Super Bowl. So, contender. Hey, you know I would love that. <laughs> um, Chiefs and Chargers are obvious. Yeah, the pretenders. <laughs> yeah, the, the obvious pretenders. Exactly. Um, Ravens. 
Oh, they're contenders. Contender. Um, and then last one, Dolphins. Pretenders. Yeah. I'm going to go contender. Uh, I like what they're doing. I just don't see them winning the Super Bowl. And I, I know you're not high on Mike McDaniel. And I was I was joking about the Pats. Obviously, they're a pretender, but. Um, hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> or. You never know. Or are they? You never know. Um, and uh, so let's let's just really quickly, let's highlight some of these week three games. We already went over the Bengals. We already went over Jimmy G. Um, let's do these two. Actually, we even touched on the Bills and Dolphins. Let's end it with this segment here. Packers, Bucks. what are our predictions? What do we think is going to happen? This is, I believe, the first time in NFL history there's been a matchup of two quarterbacks that have both won three or more MVPs, MVPs I believe. I think I saw that. Let me double check. How many did Tom have by the time he played Peyton in the AFC Championship in 2015? Let me check that stat out real quick. Because I, I definitely saw it, and I was like, is that right? Because that might make sense. Yeah, here it is. Tom the first time in NFL history with two three-plus-time three MVPs will face off in a game. That's wild. Which, because um, I guess Brady's last MVP was 2017. Right. Was Manning done by then, or he was yeah no he was, done. he was done he was done, wow yeah um that makes sense because I've seen Rogers Tom... with four Brady with three so wait but so they've probably played before Tom's because Rogers already would have had three or no he won back to back yeah so okay that makes sense yeah wait wait didn't they play last oh, year? oh so I guess he technically did he technically not have the MVP the year that Tom won the Super Bowl did Rogers technically not have that MVP? Oh, because it comes out after the right. Super Bowl, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing under his reins, not like in the same year. Okay, that makes sense. That makes interesting sense. Interesting stat. Um, Very interesting to stat. To say the least. No, that's but, why. Uh, what, are, what do we think about, about this game? Um, it's 425 where is on it being Sunday. Played? Um, it's at Tampa. So it's Battle of the, the, the Bay is Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. I'm leaning Green Tampa. Bay, surprisingly. I'm leaning Green Bay in this game. Uh, I just think that Tampa's kind of yeah. due for a loss here. I um, I don't. Let me let me take a second here because I I agree with what you're saying. I think that the injuries have caught up to yeah. to the Bucks, and um, not having Evans is gonna hurt. Yeah, not having Evans is definitely gonna hurt. But with the same same time, I don't think the Packers are gonna protect Rodgers. I think no. he's gonna get sacked a bunch. He's gonna throw it away. Yeah. He's gonna be mad like yeah. he always yeah. is. Um, but that no, but no that's I, just competition. That's yeah, competition. He's course. he's not a baby. He's a, he's a competitor. <laughs> And then when it comes down to it, I think it it'll be how well will this Bucks defense stop this Packers run game, and will Brady be able to limit his turnovers while forcing it to untrusted receivers? Yeah, I think this is going to be a two pick game for Tom. I could see two. I, I think he's going to throw two picks, uh, and I think one of them is going to be ugly, and I think it could go for six, and I think it'll change the game. Agreed. Um, you know, I don't like betting against Tom. I think Fournette's gonna have a big feature in this game, but I do like this Packers defense. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm gonna go Packers as yeah, well. Yeah, I gotta go Packers. But I'm not as confident, well. and it's just because Brady's help isn't there right now. Yeah, no, he just doesn't have a good team. It's not a good he, team, and he just needs his guys to get healthy. Like, uh, uh, obviously, I just said he's a contender, but you look at the Bucks this Sunday. Look at them offensively. That is not a good team. The players that they will have in the lineup. That For, is not a good Fournette team. Fournette hasn't been that impressive as of yet. They um they don't have the backup. I, I don't Godwin anymore. isn't playing Sunday, right? I don't think so. So who's I his think, best receiver? Think, well, Scotty it, Miller? It's gonna be it's probably gonna be Scotty, Brashard, Perriman. And I don't think Cole's ready gets ready to play yet. Probably not. 
Yeah, it's probably Perryman. So he's gonna go probably, to Cam Brate like every other play. Yeah, I mean that's not be, good. Uh, I I think he's in trouble this weekend. It is gonna be a rough rough game for sure. Um, and let's end it off uh with my picks of the week, Tipsy Bets at Tipsy Bets TTM on Twitter. We have a great record. Keep following us. Tail our picks. Um, this is not gambling advice at all. No, but. Bengals my <laughs> Bengals money line, Saints money line. So Bengals over Jets. Who are the Saints playing? Saints over the Panthers. I like that with Kamara back. I think I like honestly, that. I think there's very big possibility I, that if rules on the hot seat if yeah, they lose. If they lose, I think they should fire Matt Rule. Yeah, because wouldn't that be like twelve straight and games do, that they've lost? And maybe like yeah, and maybe the discussions of no longer Baker starting answer, Baker. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yet, but I think discussions come up for sure. He's been brutal. I'm going Rams over the Cardinals money line, and then like I said, bet of the week, um, Lions Lions Vikings over 15 and a half alternate. That is my parlay: Bengals Saints, Rams money line, Lions Vikings over 15 and a half. That's my lay of the week. Um, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally everything. We're on a ton of platforms. Tipsy Tailgate Media. We're going to be coming out with studio-made videos, with audio, with video, with cameras, all that. Um, Coming at you soon. This one's just audio, like I mentioned, but we'll be coming soon. And uh, uh, that's it for this episode. See ya.